This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bill Guerin, Wild General Manager, joins us at the uh, bottom of the hour. Our friend and lawyer extraordinaire, Joe Freeberg, is good enough to join us right here at the start. We're going to talk Derek Chauvin. And his uh, lawyer's appeal, which took place yesterday, Joe is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Joe, this first time we have chatted since we had you on a couple times leading up to the election last fall when you vociferously came out in favor of the winner, Mary Moriarty, and against Martha Holton. Dimmick, did you ever hear from Mary after your comments? And how often did you hear from people supporting Martha who weren't pleased with your comments? Well, most people I know were pleased with what I said. Uh, I did a couple of days later get a a one-word thing from Mary that said thank you. Uh, I haven't spoken to her since. Uh, of all the things, if I was able to help her get elected over Martha Holton Dimmick, I'm about as proud of that as I am of anything I've ever done. Uh, I can see your view has not changed whatsoever, and it I'm not has surprised. Not changed a bit. So let's talk about Derek Chauvin and trying to get. Uh, his convictions tossed. As I read from the Star Tribune story and the quote from his attorney, and we'll get to the juror part of it, but the primary issue, in fact, that's the, the quote here, the primary issue on this appeal is whether a criminal defendant can get a fair trial consistent with constitutional requirements at a courthouse that is surrounded by concrete block, barbed wire, two armored personnel carriers and a squad and National Guard troops all there for one purpose, in the event that the jury acquits the defendant. We talked so many times about what happened, the murder of George Floyd, the trial, leading up to the trial, and whether Minneapolis and Hennepin County was the right place. And as you said, where could they go in Minnesota where people uh, were unfamiliar where could they go where you could accommodate all of the legal requirements, the media requirements? So when you look at this pursuit of the appeal on the location, what merit, if any, does it have? Well, 
It's got an awful lot to think about, but I think that from a practical standpoint, it's got no chance of getting this conviction reversed. First of all, we don't, you know, that, as I said back then, that situation would have existed anywhere in Minnesota that he could reasonably have been tried. So you'd have had the same, if not worse. Uh, there might have been a few places where people would have flocked to it and it actually could have been worse because they wouldn't have had the resources to withstand the public scrutiny in other places. I think Judge Cahill did a hell of a good job at maintaining what he could during this trial. But, you know, you have to ask the question, if a person commits a crime or is accused of committing a crime, that draws this much public scrutiny. We can't really say that by making the crime bad enough, you deprive your own self of the ability to get a fair trial because there didn't seem to be any remedy. The only one I could have thought of would have been a lengthy, lengthy continuance, and I don't think the public would have gone for that. I I do think that in looking at this case, the Supreme Court has to loosen up the change of venue laws in Minnesota somewhat because you can't ever get a case moved in this state, uh, which is different than most states. And it's basically because the Supreme Court will never find it to be error. But uh, I don't think that uh, there's any possibility of this judgment being reversed. Joe, I can't even count the number of texts I've received to right here at 651-461-9226. Maybe some have come in already on this point. People who believe Chauvin was treated unfairly and will say the only reason why the jurors found him guilty is they were afraid of what was going to happen in the city if he was found not guilty when you hear those comments and they're out there from plenty of people what do you say what's their suggestion for doing something else what else could they have done there isn't any question that there was enough evidence to take him to trial and that's without commenting on whether there was sufficient evidence to convict him but there's no argument that there wasn't sufficient evidence to charge him. We'll leave open the question of whether it was sufficient to convict him. What is your suggestion as to what could have been done? And I can't think of one that would fall within the precepts of law that we're all governed by. Um, I have problems with the verdict myself. I have a number of problems personally on the cause of death. Uh, I think it is extremely questionable. I think the prosecution overwhelmed the defense there. I don't credit a number of the prosecution's witnesses. 
Uh, I think there's a real question on cause of death as to whether or not it's actually uh, the uh, fentanyl that killed him rather than Chauvin. But step back to the question that we're discussing today, and that is where could he have received a fairer trial? And I don't have an answer to that. Uh, some of the very small towns, as I, I think I ludicrously suggested mm-hmm. one time, Halleck, because yes. it's in the northwest most county, and they are under the influence more of the Winnipeg newspapers than they are Minneapolis, but they don't have the phys- physical facilities to try him up there. Uh, so we so have, think, we've talked about this I before. I want to get to it again, because just remind folks yeah. again, Chauvin's found guilty of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Yeah. When And this isn't the first time we've addressed this, because he brought it up again, it's worth discussing. As you watched and consumed so much of this case, what do you think that, what do you think that, where should he have been convicted? Where shouldn't he have been convicted? regarding the the three areas where he was found guilty? Well, if the jury found, let's get rid of that third-degree murder. That doesn't count. Uh, But uh, the second-degree murder, if the jury found that he was committing an assault and that uh, it resulted in a death, although unintentional, uh, that was unintentional second-degree murder. If they found that he intentionally killed him without premeditating it, uh, that is second-degree intentional murder. And I think that's, frankly, what he was convicted of, wasn't it? Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I differ in the way I looked at it, and I look at it with certainly a bias, but uh, I was not convinced that the cause of death was the assault to the degree that the jury was. But I am who I am. I'm a defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. Joe Freeberg, uh, outstanding uh, defense attorneys with us as he joins us so often over the years. They also, in this appeal, are looking at one of the jurors and what he said about a protest and D.C., and Black Lives Matter on this part and the juror. Is that part going anywhere? What what did the juror say? I'll read right from the story. Uh, the photo showed Mitchell uh, wearing a T-shirt with a picture of King surrounded by the words, get your knee off our necks and BLM. He said, I've never been to Washington, D.C., Mitchell told the Star Tribune after the post sur- photo surfaced. It was a 2020 photo of him at an event in Washington, D.C., commemorating I Have a Dream speech. He continued, the opportunity to go to D.C., the opportunity to be around thousands, dozens of black people, I just thought it was a good opportunity. The uh, uh, attorney representing Chauvin contended that Mitchell lied, saying that he never participated, participated in protests in Minneapolis, but Judge Peter, is it Ray's, told him that he doesn't believe Mitchell was lying because the march he attended was outside of Minneapolis. So just that part of where the protest was, the fact that it was in D.C. and not Minneapolis, and that technicality, this isn't getting overturned, right? No, they, and they're just going to say there's no proof that uh, <laughs> that this led to the verdict. That 
you know, that's disingenuous if if he cut his answers that way. He should have told them what they were looking for and probably shouldn't have been on the jury. But the Supreme, I, I said, we don't have a, a Supreme Court that makes these kind of decisions. They're not going to reverse this, I don't believe. Although, wasn't he all, he was also convicted in federal court. What did he get over Correct. there? Same thing, right? You got the same, uh, got pretty the same close. Set. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it doesn't matter. Maybe the Supreme Court, since uh, they won't, because we have what's called an, a result-orientated Supreme Court. That's probably the worst insult you can level at an appellate court. But that's my opinion. Um, I've got a First Amendment right to have that opinion. Uh, so in this case, they could make a, a make a move and say this person essentially misrepresented his biases, uh, and they they could reverse it. And it wouldn't make any difference at all. So maybe uh, maybe it could happen. I I don't know. I I like to see a person brought up short for that kind of misrepresentation to get on a jury. I really would. Uh, but uh, who knows? I, in an ordinary case, they'd never reverse for this reason. Always a pleasure, sir. Everything else well in life right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, life goes on. Uh, like, like I tell you, Chad, it's, uh, uh, the law always has some interesting turns. Uh, I like, <laughs> now that I think about it, I would have liked to heard the Chauvin case argued if it's been argued already. But, uh, uh, I, if, yeah, they're all recorded. So I guess I could listen to it. Maybe I will. Yeah, you should do that. All right, sir. Enjoy your day. You know, we'll reach out Thank soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. The great Joe Freeberg here on WCCO. George Santos, has he lied more today? Will it ever end? Maybe you want to add, what else is next? What is your guess for the next lie coming out on Santos? He, he shot Jack Kennedy. He, he, he tried to save Jack Kennedy. Um he was deep throat all along. It wasn't felt. He uh, he actually was uh, president, uh, not Donald Trump. What is next with this complete clown and how? Well, no, I know why he's there, because it's a Democratic-leaning seat, and the Republicans want it, and they don't want to give it up. And that's just the truth. And by the way, I think the Democrats probably do the same damn thing. Uh, that's why there's fraudulence both sides. They're just lying about it. They should, Kevin McCarthy should just come out and say he's an awful person. The lying never stops. But I got such a slim majority, I don't want him to go anymore. He's my guy because of that. The latest lies, and if you got another one, you want to toss up. What do you expect next? I mean, Dave, we normally say wrong answers only. In this case, you might be prescient. You, you might be eventually right. So if you want to tell me what you're expecting for the next lie on uh, Santos, go ahead. Send me a text, 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. George Santos, awful human being. The lying, the reports, never stops. Just doesn't. Education, religion, job, money. The two items which came out yesterday, one involved a GoFundMe situation and trying to help a service dog. Navy veteran Richard Osthoff. Osthoff in the news as a man who asked Santos to help years ago to raise money so Sapphire. His dog could have life-threatening tumors, uh, life-threatening tumors surgically removed. Even though the pet charity met its fundraising goal, Santos, who was acting under a different name at the time, never forwarded the money. Of course, Santos, Dave, has denied it, which means absolutely positively nothing. He has zero credibility, none, zero. When Ostoff joined Lemon, Don Lemon, to tell this story, he told Santos to go to hell as he spoke out the media coverage has forced him to relive the emotional trauma of the dog's death. He also had the report yesterday, which we talked about, how, and the photo looks like him, that, what, in Brazil, was it 2011, that he was a drag queen. And he's pushed back. At that one. Can you think of one, someone, where it has been this much of, I don't even know if it's drip, 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 Dave, because it's, they're so bizarre. I'm not Jewish, I'm Jewish. And then there are, you know, serious questions. If you broke the law on fundraising mechanisms, is job stuff's turned out to be a complete lie. What else is close to this? Somebody help me. Where it was story after story after story. And it seemingly never would end. Do you have something? Do you have someone that comes around? Because, you know, a lot of Republicans will talk about Elizabeth Warren. And lying about her Native American heritage. Well, she certainly did lie about that. 
and it came out, and she's lasted. But then we didn't find out 17 other things. Our last two presidents have no problem telling lies or stretching the truth, depending on where you stand. But just an individual like this, Harrigan, where the faucet is impossible to turn off. It's amazing because they're not small <laughs> issues. No. You know, we're not talking about little minor things. He said this, what well, was actually, oh, okay, he fudged the truth. I mean, <laughs> these are ridiculous. There's the, the 9-11 one, him saying his mother was in the tower and immigration's records show that she wasn't in the country. For years. Yes. Not even close to that time. Yes, I mean. And I'm, that's been. That's been one of his calling cards, you know, what an American he is because of what happened to his mom. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the stuff of movies. I'm trying to think of the great con men of American history. There's what, um, Catch me if you can. Frank Abagnale. He's yeah. a heck of a con man. Con man. But he actually was able to do those jobs. That's true. Right? Among the techs, Santos invented the Internet, not Al Gore. Santos is conspiring with Jason to take your show when he successfully dispatches you. I can see that. Won't be long until Santos claims to be the one true God above all others. <laughs> now, somebody's pushing back saying, what about uh, saying the Dems would do the same thing with respect to Santos' situation? What about Al Franken? Well, they did push, but guess what? So I said part of the reason why the Republicans, and we all know it. I mean, this is the, the, and you have had Republicans who've called him out and say he has to go. I didn't even want to say bravo. It's just a no-brainer. But the reason why so many other Republicans, Susan McCarthy, aren't doing it because it's a Biden-leaning district. When Democrats called out Franken, guess who had the chance to replace him? A Democrat. And guess who replaced him? A Democrat. So it's, uh, it's a little different situation, to say the least. Bill Guerin. Why isn't Matt Dumba playing tonight? That's some significant news involving the Wild. and works out well that Bill Guerin is with us today. His regular every other Thursday appearance. He's up after weather and travel. By the way, if you have another question for Bill Guerin, I'll take your text. You follow the Wild? You want me to ask something to the uh, general manager? Send those texts right now at 651-461-9226. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Bill Guerin is with us as all of our guests. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, the wild take on Carolina tonight, and the news breaking after the morning skate that Matt Dumba 
who for about six years now has been just a fixture in this lineup when he's healthy. He's obviously had some injuries, but when healthy, Matt Dumba is in the lineup. But today, for tonight's game, he is a healthy scratch. All right, you run the show. You tell uh, me and the Wild fans listening, why is Mr. Dumba not playing tonight? Well, you, you know what? Uh, during the course of a, a long season, sometimes guys just you know need a need a little bit of a reset. And I think uh, you know Matt Matt's Matt's there right now. And um, you know we we've got Goligosky sitting in the stands, and uh, you know it, it's it's going to be good to get him in the game as as well. And uh, you know just get him back in there. It's a tough thing. Uh, you know, Matt, Matt is a good player for us and he's, you know, a very dedicated guy and, you know, to the, to the team and to the wild. And, uh, this is the, this is one of the crappy things about the job and about Dean's job and having to make difficult decisions like this, because, you know, it's, 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 it's important to the guys. And, uh, we know that uh, Matt's disappointed. Billy, was this based on specifically his play in Washington in the, in the Washington victory two nights ago, or is this an accumulation of multiple games with you, you and the organization making this decision? Yeah, you know what, Chad. I, I honestly, I, I'm not going to get too too far into it because, um, you know, I don't think I, I don't really want to air out everything that we've gone through with any of our players just in you know on the air. And, you know, some things have to just stay uh, behind closed doors, and, and this is one of them. Well, let, let me try this part of it. Uh, <laughs> Matt, in the quotes from Michael Russo, is clearly disappointed, as, as people and players would be. Did you, in this case, when it's a veteran guy, guy you've defended often publicly, did you also talk to him, or did you just leave up that up to Dean? No, I just leave it up to Dean. Uh, you know what? I mean, you know what? Matt, Matt's a big boy, and you know it's uh, he, he can deal directly with the coach. And I'm not gonna, you know, step in in the middle of it. That's between the two of them, and uh, you know they have their conversation. So. That's, uh, and when Dean is. makes when Dean makes a decision like this involving a veteran player, does he reach the decision and then tell you? Or does he bounce it off you and then collectively the decision is made? No, Dean and I talk, and we, we, we don't make big decisions like this uh, without each other. And it's, it's never, you know, it's never just, you know, just him calling up and saying, you know, this is what we're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's a veteran guy or a young guy. You know, we, 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 we take these things very seriously and uh, we put a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of time and thought into it, and you know, just try to come up with the best decisions that we can. Let's get to other news, uh, which is more positive for you. You, you ink Matt Boldy to a seven-year, $49 million contract. He is obviously off to a very good start. He's early in his career. That's that's a long contract, right? And that's a long projection. How How did you go from maybe a shorter kind of that bridge contract to, you know what, I've seen enough. He is an absolute fixture, and let's take this even longer and go to seven years. 
Yeah, I mean, just look at the way Matt's played. Uh, you know, in the, the short amount of time he's been in the league, I think he's proven everybody that, that you know, he can be one of the cornerstones of the franchise. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of people believe that, you know, with our cap situation that we could only do a, a, a bridge deal. Um, but you know what? That's, that's obviously not the case. And I just, I feel like when you have the opportunity to sign a player to a longer term deal, uh, you know, especially somebody young like Matt, we're going to get all his best years. It's, it's a fair deal in compensation and years and all that stuff for, for both sides. You do it. And uh, yeah, we're thrilled about it. I mean, that's a, that's a really good young player, and we're, we're very happy about it. To live up to that deal where it's $7 million per, and obviously, you know, when answer going to be, well, he needs to get better in a lot of areas. But are there a couple areas where you think, okay, great start, but here are a couple areas where he just needs to be a better player, and obviously you believe he will get there if you gave him this type of deal? Yeah, I, I – there's definitely areas he, he can get better. Um, you know, Matt's going to have to continue to get stronger, uh, you know, and, and fill out the, the big frame that he has. Um, you know what, we would, we would really like for him to, to shoot the puck more when he, when he gets the opportunity. Um, but you know what, he, he's a playmaker. Like, that's what he likes to do. He likes, I mean, that's the way his brain is, his hockey sense is, it's always trying to make, you know, a play. Um, and sometimes, you, you know, you, you complicate things. And a lot of times the NHL is a very simple league. And, you know, if you can just simplify your game, you're, you're going to get more uh, – you're going to get be happier with the results. So, uh, But, that, you know, those, those are things that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of young players can work on. I think the, the, the positives, uh, you know, are, are abundant in, uh, in Matt's game. I saw a, a site where it listed Matt's contract, and I think I have this right, where he, a big jump is in the next couple of years where it's $9 million. And as we've discussed many times, and you're asked about all the time, because of the decisions with Seward and Parisi, their cap differences, as you point out all the time, guess what? If they were on the team, you, you'd have those cap issues also, right? Yeah. He, did it yeah. just – because I was, I was when, I, when I saw the news, I thought, okay, it's going to be maybe a four or five million these couple of years when you're facing some of these limitations, and then it would be more later. Why was it bigger money early and not as much money later in the contract? That's just cash. That doesn't. That doesn't. It's a seven million dollar cap hit. Okay, so that's not how no, it's. It it's the no. salary cap hit. No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's yeah, okay. it's flat. It's flat. Like you can't, uh, that's just cash. And you know what? Usually uh, players and agents like to have at least one like, big year in there where they're making tons of money. And that's, that's it. There are a whole bunch of other um, different rules that you can, you know, you can okay. fiddle with it. And that's what I have Chris O'Hearn for. Jordan Greenway, do you still believe in him as much as you did uh, at the start of this year? I, I do. I, I mean, I, I like Jordan. I, I think he's a good player. I believe in him. I, I think, uh, you know what, he can uh, definitely take his game to another level, and that's what, we, that's what uh, we'd like to see him do. Um, you know, he's, he's not having the best year. Uh, I think he's got two goals, and, and, you know, one's an empty netter. So, 
do I still believe in him? Yes. Uh, do I think he can play better? Yes, and he has to. You guys uh, sat him out when he didn't show up on time for a meeting. Um, should that still be happening at this point of his career? Hey, should it or shouldn't it? I don't know, but it did. And, you know, we handled it, we put it to bed, and it's done. There was a story about, uh, I think it was Joe Smith, who wrote about analytics and your right-hand man there. And it was a a very well-done story. Did you think five years ago that if you ever had this opportunity, analytics would play as big a role as they are for everybody? And it was interesting because talked about the, the the person you rely on and how compared to other organizations, they might have more, but you feel like the one person is the way to go. Why is he that good? Because in my mind, the, the fact that Matt can speak hockey is very important. He's not just some guy in a, you know, in a back room crunching numbers and, uh, you know, that Matt's coached hockey. He's played hockey. He knows how, you know, coaches and players talk. He can, he can just explain it in its simplest form. It's a lot of this stuff's really difficult to understand, but you, you, you know, when you, when you got a guy that can speak the same language, it, it's, you know, it, it's a bonus. And, uh, and I trust him. I trust him with everything. And he, he's, he's been very accurate on, a lot of his uh, suggestions or moves that we've made, um, you know, Matt's a, a great idea guy too, and he comes to me with a lot of really good ideas. And you know, he just just hasn't been wrong yet. One last thing, and it's an important matter. And if if you want to share this information, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. But I want to give you a chance because we delve into other areas outside of just hockey. I saw that Russo had the note at some point in the last couple of weeks that your father-in-law passed away and Mike mentioned that you had such good relationship yeah. uh, with him. Could you just share a little bit yeah. about your father-in-law? Oh man. I, you're going to make, Oh God. I, yeah. His name was Bill Hartman. He was, uh, he was one of my best friends. And I, I, I don't know for the last 30 years I've, I've been, you know, what he's, he was the best guy in the world to go and have a beer with and just talk about life. And, um, you know, he, he helped me along so so many different ways and uh he's just a great guy and i yeah i miss him thanks for uh, mentioning that thank you thank you for sharing it's it's great to have people like that and it's hard it's hard when they go but uh it's it's good that we have them and we can value those memories yeah yeah absolutely and i know you you were close with your with your father who was a special guy and you know you no matter how long they're they're around, you miss them when they're gone. Absolutely. Hang in there, Billy. We appreciate the time as Thank always. You. We'll, we'll talk you. to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, buddy. Bill Guerin on uh, multiple topics, including some, some real emotion, talking about his father-in-law and what he meant to him. It is 2.50. That is the Lindis Construction Time Check. Any issues about uh, your heat, where it's going, how about having uh, Lindis come out for free heat? map analysis chris thomason the feisty vikings beat writer for the pioneer press i bet zim misses him don't you think they were very close Dave, 
Very close. Very. Great working Very relationship. Close. Yes. yes. Simpatico. <laughs> uh, Patrick Peterson on his podcast on Kirk's check down on fourth down. When I saw it, the only thing I could think of was he must have not known what down it was on the sidelines. It just took me back because I was just shocked that we threw the ball three yards when we needed eight. Pretty much matches up with every fan, right? Uh, the shocking throw, although we talked about it a ton, and we'll talk about it again tomorrow with Collar, Matthew Collar, back with us tomorrow at 2.05. Without a doubt, to me, the better option was just to throw it up to Jefferson. I'd rather throw it up to Jefferson in double coverage than I would to Hawkinson. And also the idea of, you know, Osborne breaking open was pretty late, right? It just reinforced what you thought of Cousins if you doubted him before the season and wiped away a lot of the positives, which he had built up during the year. So they said nothing yesterday, absolutely positively nothing. They're going to dump Ed Donatel. They just didn't want to answer questions about it. It's just going to happen some point in the next week or so, and then they don't have to answer questions about it, which is it's standard, but it's it's chicken bleep. Uh, major tomorrow at 1235. Shaletta tomorrow. And also, it's been a while since uh, we uh, chatted with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Omar is on the show. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Enjoy Jason. Jason and Dan start next here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.